This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Quitting smoking, stopping drinking, cutting back on the chocolate. Seeing the family more, actually going to the gym rather than spending £29.99 a month on a promise. All common New Year's resolutions, which have probably been broken by now, if we're being honest, just like Mansfield Town have broken theirs. A New Year's Day win at Cambridge provided hope, but failure to beat Grimsby Town at home and ultimately losing to a side who had 10 men for over 80 minutes means New Year, same old Mansfield. Stags are well and truly in a dogfight, and tonight, with Nathan away in the sunshine to try and escape it all, Cam and I brave the misery of Mansfield to ask the immortal question, one we've been putting off and off, can the Stags do the basics and survive? Let us know your thoughts in the live feed as always, plus we'll head inside the dressing room to hear from keeper Conrad Logan and the assistant boss Joe Dunn, as with a transfer window wide open, anything can happen. Stags have a full week on the training pitch to prepare for the visit of Forest Green Rovers on Saturday. I think that's the, the biggest thing that comes out is, is will to win. Um, and, you know, personally I've enjoyed it. I think he's um, he's the type of guy that if you're honest and, and, and give your all, then you'll be fine with him. Um, he, he demands standards from the team. Um, and, you know, it's, it's probably been difficult for him in such a short space of time to get over everything that he wants to because of games coming thick and fast but I think over the next couple of months we'll we'll see all that. They'll know by the end of the week what what what, what it's like to be uh, in, in, in full time on the ground. We won't tailor off, we believe in improving uh, standards and improving fitness even at this stage of the season there's always improvements to be made and their experience will know when to back off and when to push and at the moment we feel we can push and we feel the players can and allow themselves to be pushed. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters.
the best way to start is by saying Happy New Year. But when you follow Mansfield Town FC, especially the way they're playing, is it really a Happy New Year? Or is it just a case of same old, same old, same old? As I said in the intro, New Year's resolutions will have been broken tenfold by now. And Mansfield's New Year promise of turning a corner hasn't really happened. So much so that those who are watching the live feed tonight will have noticed that we are one member light. Yes, things have got that bad that Nathan has decided to exit the country and run away from everything, which means he's currently sunning it up, I believe, in South Africa, leaving me and Cam in miserable Mansfield to talk about all things Mansfield, all things failure, and all things, ready for this, relegation battle. Because that is essentially, Cam Felton, what we are edging ever so slowly towards right now. The points and the other situations of teams elsewhere may be a little bit worse, but you cannot deny that we are in the mire at the moment, given our current performances and the way things just keep going wrong. Where do you start? Do you start with this time last season, if someone had said this time next season you're going to be in a relegation battle, you just get laughed at. And now it's like, oh, great. But... Where, where would you say it's gone wrong? No, this is the problem with our season. Because where do, where does it go wrong? Because we score goals, but we also concede a lot. But then we have a good few games where we don't concede many, and then it's back to square one. And it's just a massive cycle of just everything seems to go wrong. I think the, orig- the origins go back to how much last season really affected us. It was very interesting when Drew Broughton came in because obviously. I'm no longer with the club, of course. I had a brief spell there before John Dempster's departure. He came in and he was talking about mindset and about you know having to pick yourself up off the ground after uh, such disappointments of the season before, players low on confidence and things like that. And it spreads like wildfire. When you're running through mud, it's so difficult to try and get out of those muddy patches and try and find some dry land to try and build up a bit of speed. It's difficult. It's hard. It's, it's tough to comprehend. And... I think it all goes back to that point last season, not the Newport game where we were beaten on penalties, but probably weeks before that, maybe even the Oldham game where you know Danny Rose's goal didn't stand, things seemed to be slipping away, and slowly and but surely over the course of you know six seven months, things have slipped away. Managers have changed, personnel has changed, mindset has changed, and this negative grey cloud has consistently reigned over Mansfield, and it's going to take one hell of a job. To pull out, pull us out of there, and I think it, it's very difficult when you're in this position as well to try and attract players to co- to come and play in it, isn't it? That's the the, the tough challenge which Graham Cochran and and his team now face. Well, exactly. At least the the, the one positive you'd say that John Dempster had got is the fact that he had time to bring players in that he could say, right, we did this last season, we want to build on that, and it, that's automatically going to attract players. Hence, why we got someone like Nicky Maynard, Andy Cook to come in uh, Callum Gordon obviously a winner a, a champion with Lincoln last season wouldn't have come if, he, if, if they weren't interested if they didn't want to to strive on and actually achieve something here and now we, we it's like going back to Paul Cox and Adam Murray in charge you, you, there's no real pull factor I think I think the one pull factor now is probably the money I'd say that's probably about it for us because we've got no real chance of making well we're not going to get automatics don't even say that we're going to be any sort of contention for a a top end finish this season because it's madness 
freak out on it. <laughs> We're nowhere near top three. We're nowhere near cha- uh, playoffs, and I wouldn't say that we're anywhere near mid-table. We're going to be about. I'd say we'll finish where we are, to be honest. That lower, lower mid-table. It's not good considering where we were six, seven months ago, and just how the mentality around the club with the fans, the, the, the board of directors, the the players, the coaching staff. Everything just seems to be so negative, and recently it's been an upturn because the performance has got better. Fair enough, we've not always got the results, but you can't say against someone like Northampton or Port Vale or um, who else did we play? Bradford, Bradford, and Cambridge because Cambridge was a good performance, and the rest were. Bradford was one of the better performances, but it was just un- unfortunate. Two mistakes, two schoolboy errors, which exactly. happens when you're in the, the position that we're in. Things don't go your way, but it's been better and better, and then it's just a massive kick in the teeth come last Saturday in the Grimsby game, and it was just like all this hard work that Graham and, and Joe and whoever else are putting on the training ground to get that positive mentality back, and it just seems to have gone out the window. It's a it's an interesting one, the Grimsby game. We'll come on to that more in in, uh, in a minute. And the I always write a blog, as, as you know, after the game. And I think I titled the last one after the Grimsby game, No Room for Sentiment. And we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in a minute. But I want to go to a comment from uh, from Gary, Gary Herrett, who's been in touch uh, again tonight. Evening to you and Happy New Year as well. Um, I don't think I can sum it up better than this. Grimsby was as bad as it can get. Ten men, an own goal against a team that had only won one in six. Yes, you can argue the new manager bounce with Ian Holloway coming in, backed by a magnificent support, it has to be said, from Grimsby coming down uh, to the one-call stadium. But we played against ten men for 80-plus minutes. We didn't get going. We didn't play the way a team with a man advantage should play against a team with a man less with that much time. We went directional we tried to lump it up we tried to go in over the top when you've got a man more you play it wide you play it on the deck you play it at pace Mansfield had absolutely none of those things and I, I honestly can turn, can put my hand on my heart and say when that red card happened after just 10 minutes I actually turned to my dad and went I think we're going to be lucky if we actually get anything out of this game because Mansfield will revert to tight which is hoofing it long and trying to you know, win it in the air. It wasn't a game to be won on the air. Well, massively. And look, just the sheer size of some of the Grimsby players compared to us. And I think when you go back to the whole red car thing, it's like you either sink or swim when you've had a man sent off. And Grimsby definitely swam and we sunk quite far. But it, it, do you think that we were too conservative in, in the first half with our Don't chances? Don't start with politics. Not having that. I mean, like, we, we just, we were too... It's a labour of love. We were too leisurely in the first half. We were, we were just too slow getting it forward. And then every time that we did get it forward, it took that long. That it just The attack eventually fizzled out. And we just couldn't get going again. And and then it ca- just carries on to the second half. And the second half, it was too late. Yeah, the longer it went on in that first half, we had to get a goal in that first half to win that game. And it just didn't come. For me, though, um, I've not got any criticism of... The, the management, I know a few people on social media already uh, are on the backs like they I'll were when, when, I know, like they were when Dave first took over, things like that. But one thing struck me on Saturday, and this is where no room for sentiment came from. Excuse me. Um, he said before the game, he did a very rare pre-match interview, which we've not seen since the Adam Murray days. And he was saying there that 
he knew at some point a loss and a, a lack of energy and a lull was going to come because the players have had a tough schedule. They've you know they've upped it in training. They've ran and ran and ran, but the energy wasn't there. So why, if you know that in your head, why do you name the same team? Yes, I understand that. We've won the game before, and he wants to honour his his statement of you know if you win you'll keep your shirt, if you play well you'll keep your shirt. But when games come that thick and fast, surely you cannot prioritise sentiment and you know box ticking and smiles on the faces for a result because that's essentially what his team selection did. I'm not having a go at him. I'm not. I'm, I'm not being negative towards that team selection. I'm just saying perhaps that sentiment was slightly misjudged in terms of getting something out of that game. Oh, massively, and it's it's a weird one because you look at the the Cambridge game, and you'd say we started to win that game as soon as someone like Andy Cook came on, and it was causing problems as soon as he came on. He did the exact same on Saturday, and unfortunately, Saturday came to nothing. And it's like, what do you physically have to do uh, to actually get a start? I know, I know, we won the, the last game, but it's players like that are sat out on the on the touchline, actually in the stands, the forgotten man, Amari. Why? Right, if you saw if you saw his finish for in in the reserves after closing the ball down and being on one on one, you'd understand why. I've he, not he seen put, that. Did he? He put, he put it into Farmer Low School's playground. Ah, uh, so confidence. We'll blame confidence. It on confidence. We'll say confidence. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got players that thrive on absolutely on, on on the atmosphere, and it was it was a good atmosphere on Saturday. The yeah. away fans made it good. The the quarry lane ends. I could hear them quite a bit. Q block were loud as ever and it had that real derby day atmosphere like the Grimsby games Even always it's not a derby it's not yeah. a derby but it's, it's Grimsby it always carries the same sort of Absolutely. significance and it yeah. always has even since the conference days yeah and it just had that for it yeah, yeah it, it is but it just seems that nobody could be bothered on that it's, again I, I get the running low on energy and you could see it after about 60 minutes you could, you've been able to see it in the last couple of games I'm surprised we managed to beat Cambridge to be honest but I think because <laughs> because there was attacking us if that makes sense there was there was that lull and, and that uh, draw towards the away end but again substitutions I don't think helped on uh, on Saturday bringing on Craig Davies bringing on Andy Cook two big men I get bringing James Clark on for Hayden White that's natural substitution but two big men up top just screams let's lump it up and they had an easy job to defend that you know they defended it well and they went down the other end and nicked it it was very very easy for them very very easy uh, for them to do whereas somebody youthful and somebody hungry like Jimmy Knowles Otis Khan keen to prove his point um, Alistair Smith creative on the ball we needed that against Grimsby and it just didn't come out I just felt we was res we resigned ourselves to defeat even before we'd probably stepped over the line in some respects because of sentimentality because of um, not being gutsy enough to run that extra yard to, to run that extra pace and get over the line before somebody else exactly and can you say, honestly say during the whatever time he was on? Do you think Danny Rose particularly did much? Defended. Def uh, it's about it. And unfortunately, it's, it's them sort of players that you know can produce that are just not doing it at the minute. And someone like Andy Cook that sat on the bench some day, uh, some days, week, uh, some games, week in week out. It's just that difference in quality. And Rose a bit more involved at Cambridge, but not massively. He's not. 
he's not the same player that he has been in the past and he's not really created much. To well, say that he's scored seven goals this season, he's not really actually done much. Well, I think that's a debate for another day. I think we need a referee for but that I mean, debate. I think that's a little I mean, bit like, like you someone, and Nathan and McDonald. But. I mean, like when it comes to specific games, I think someone like Danny he did all right winning free kicks on Saturday, but actually staying physical, winning the ball, not all that much because there's nobody to play. Uh, I would, I, I would argue that that's not his job, but because there's nobody to play that ball off, because there's nobody to, you know, play that and to, to do that, I think that's uh, a lot of the time why... Does, does, does it get the support? It, does, it doesn't happen, and he doesn't, as you say, he doesn't uh, get that support. I want to go to some of the comments, but I'm hoping they've not disappeared. They've not, sometimes when we're doing this, I have my phone on for the comments and it skips out and I can't get to them. Uh, let's get to a few of your comments uh, tonight. Apologies if I've missed some of them. Uh, I'll try and get to them later on if I can. Uh, Roger says, a fellow Stag supporter friend of mine said we should have gone through at the back and changed it up front on Saturday. Agree. Yeah. Uh, tactics didn't help. Uh, Nathan asks, not our Nathan, uh, he'll be too busy on a sun lounge or somewhere. Uh, <laughs> can I ask, do you think that the owners are putting their heart into these football clubs? It seems they're interested, Dino. Uh, completely disagree. Uh, they're always interested just because they live in a different country. Um, you, you know now they're having a better life for their for them and their family, and you can't blame them for it whatsoever. They've got people who they uh, love and trust running the club on a day to day basis, and believe believe you me, they uh, are just as disappointed uh, in terms of where we are on the table as as we are. So yeah, uh, I don't definitely. think that at all. I think you know the money will be made available in the summer. Uh, to go and build a, I think build be a made, squad. I think the money will be made in January. I think now. I think there'll be a slight bit of money now, but I think we'll have to, you know, sell to to bring that in. Put it this way: if a player's sold, that money will be made available. I think yeah. that's that's the best way yeah. of putting it. Uh, Peter says players look like they were running uh, in rice pudding. Don't forget, Grimsby played uh, same number of games with a couple of key players missing, but still outplayed. There's no excuses. These players need to shape up or ship out. Uh, Jody says. Um, I think the youngsters could have been a real asset against Grimsby, like we said earlier. Um, and Jamie says, how how can it be sentiment the manager's not been there uh, long enough for that? Let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, he said it himself in his interviews. He said that, he said to the players, if you win, you get to keep your shirt. If you play well, you get to keep your shirt. He's That, for me, is a sentiment statement to make because he is um, looking to be positive towards them, he's looking to reward them, he's looking to build trust and build a relationship. Um, because of that, he's perhaps overlooked things like fitness on players like Danny Rose, who it's had an effect on, players like Alex McDonald and things like that, uh, which is why that sentimentality and that niceness and that trying to be everyone's mate doesn't always work. But catch 22, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, you cannot, you cannot win. Uh, on that one. Let's talk uh, transfer window because since we were last here, um, when was the last time we were actually on a live podcast? We've had our uh, end of decade special which is out now on our website mcfcmatters.co.uk if you want to go and see that. Some great content in there. Have you had all your biscuits yet that you want? I don't even think I've opened them. Shocking. I've got They're going to they're gonna come back <laughs> as a Christmas present next year aren't they? Someone else. Ah, no Gift cycling and all that. Upcycling or whatever it is. Um, yes, so I think the last time we were here was towards the back end of, of last year. Since then, obviously, uh, Dapo Alpha Lion has gone back to West Ham, as we knew he inevitably would. Uh, biggest blow for me, though, is the fact that Leeds have recalled Conor Shaughnessy, rumoured to be joining Burton yeah. Albion in, in uh, League One. Good luck to him. Obviously, came here 
under the impression that he'd be playing in a in a promotion challenging side, which is fair enough, and has found himself embroiled in a relegation battle. Hasn't played under Graham Coughlin due to injury. I think if he had been fit and available, he would have been one of the first names on Graham Coughlin's team sheet. He seems like a player who would have fitted in very well, and I think you could sense the disappointment uh, in the assistant manager Joe Dunn when he spoke on Tuesday uh, that Connor. Uh, had, uh, had gone back. I think that's a big blow for us. It is, and you look at his uh, form towards the start of the season, and I think one game in particular was the Oldham game, just picking out pin-perfect passes for Maynard to run onto, and it's just that fast, attacking, flowing football that that we've seen since Graham's come in, and it, I think he just fits perfectly. And unfortunately, injuries are playing a massive part in our season, and it's just unfortunate they've come at the time that they are because I think he could be a massive part. But if there's someone out there, then I think we need to get a replacement because if you look at actually creative players, I think you've probably got Mellis and Khan. And Khan's on the bench. Seems out of favour, doesn't he? I just don't. I just don't think he's getting the chance to switch it up. I don't, I don't even think it's. It's a tough one because he, he produces when he plays. But when he plays, it's few and far between. Yeah. And the games that he does play in, yeah, it's it's always a bit questionable. Yeah, had like an assist the, for the like reserves the, on on Tuesday. Like the well. game plans yeah. doesn't quite suit him, or the or the the conditions. Like if it's if it's absolutely, it's, it's like the game he played. He started at Bradford, and he was put on the right wing, not right winger. No, it's an attacking midfield. It's attacking midfielder off the shoulder and strikers or a left winger. That's where he's creative. He's, he's yeah. pointless on the right. It's a bit like playing Alex McDonald on the right wing. Yeah. Pointless. Play him in the middle. Better exactly. player. Uh, moving on, though, obviously that will mean, uh, that should mean that there is two slots up for grabs in terms of bringing personnel in, if that's what they want to do. They've been very coy about that so far. Uh, a few transfer rumours, um, especially when it comes to <laughs> not, not, Bristol Rovers players, doesn't it? Not, not letting things on. In the, no. In the tra- like I know he said after... Cambridge, there wouldn't be anything before Saturday, meaning Grimsby. Yeah. But other than that, have you heard anything about no. whether there's been any business, what any any sort of targets? Because before, you'd, you if you if you were Dave or Steve or um, or or Dempsey, it'd be like, oh, we're looking at uh, a couple of players, we're looking to strengthen in certain positions. There's just been nothing. Yeah. Whether been that's very cool. That might be their style. <laughs> Who knows? You know they might like to play it coy. They might might pull an absolute rabbit out of the hat, but we don't know. Absolutely, which is I think it's a bit of a concern at the minute because I've got full faith in 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 them to turn the fortunes around. Given you know the, a couple of weeks actual work on the training ground, which they've had this week. But one thing for me, I, I as a supporter would like my managers to come out and say, you know, we are actively looking to improve. Whereas the comments they've made so far seems very much, oh, we're just going to go with what we've got. Which, you know, that might be their remit. It might be the remit until the summer. But it's a bit disconcerting because what we've got isn't bloody good enough. Yeah. Fact. Fact, yeah. Absolute fact. It, it's, it just shows. I think I've read comments quite a while ago about the, the players under... Um, under Flickcroft it's like either massively overachieved overachieved yeah. with them or the players really brought into what he was playing yeah and it, I'd probably say they brought into his play more and I think it, just this season they've just like Dempster being in charge just seems to have left a sour taste in the yeah. players mouths they just don't seem bothered they're just like 
fed up and don't want to be there. And it's like as much as Graham and and Joe are trying to to change things to to make good changes, which we've seen quite a few so far, just being more attacking, more flowing, and actually just like more proactive in a game it's just it's like falling on deaf ears it's like it's, a brick it, wall it's like when you go to Wilco's and you can get an half price pick and mix that pick and mix never tastes the same as one you've paid full price for more that over whilst we're here from Joe Don the assistant manager who uh, is in the week uh, been in the hot seat he's been talking about potential movement in the transfer market that's the nature of any window uh, ins and outs and I think uh, the key thing is Everybody else, as, as much as ourselves, will be will be busy, and we're active. We're, we're talking. We're, we're looking to do things. I think uh, it, that, that's wise. But uh, we work with still what we've got until until that change happens. We we work with what we've got, and we just keep trying to improve the players and making sure that we can improve the squad also. So, um, but that is the nature of a window, ins and outs, and, and we will probably be no different. We we, we feel that the players have put a good shift in in training um, and we were trying to give everyone the best opportunity to, to show what they've got I think you've seen that in, in, in the games where we've picked up a couple of injuries and then we've had to put a couple of others in so we've rotated one or two positions um, over this intensive period but uh, you know I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't want to give away the types of areas that were you know we're looking to improve or, or whatever, but that's between us here as a as a staff and as a club to um, do our business wisely. Anything can happen, any window, things can happen in one hour, things can happen in, in, in one week, two weeks, three weeks. And when things happen, they'll happen and um, everybody will know. Look at the, the, the squad here is, has been together for a, for a period of time now over the last couple of years and um, any, any kind of in, impact immediately, you're looking at the group, that we have at this moment to be given a, a good opportunity. I think we've seen that. I think, but if you know, realistically in football, a new manager will want to bring fresh ideas and new ideas, and I think that's something that we're obviously exploring in this window. And uh, how many that is, you know, one, two, whatever you want to want to call it. We just have to make one or two tweaks to the to the to the group. But uh, to do it overnight would be very difficult at this situation with the amount of games that we've had. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll work to improve the squad. Anything we do, we'll try and help the squad, help the young players and help the senior players. So whatever we can um, work out in terms of numbers, it would be wrong of me to say how many that is because we feel there's, there's, a, there's enough here to be able to, based on previous, there's enough here to be able to, to spark it again. And, and that's what we're trying to, to get the balance between what we have and what we need to bring in. Joe Dunn, the Stags assistant manager, speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week. You can view that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Uh, you can uh, see that and a lot more com- uh, content in between, including the highlights of the reserve team uh, who drew 2 or 2 0 up, I believe, as well in that game. Uh, Ogis Carver's last minute penalty. Smith ruined it. Jimmy Knowles with the goals. So, youth knocking on the door what do you think is there enough in that dressing room is it a case of cracking some heads getting people to buy into it or do we need that one figure that one or two figures in those key areas to come in you know like a bull in the china shop to to pull up some trees and say look i'm here to fight for your shirt your shirt is no longer safe anymore i want it i'm going to play for it that balance has got to be right all, all that just saying that all it spring, all that springs to mind is ricky miller <laughs> as mad as it sounds, I don't think he's got a club at the minute, but he just seems to have that bull in a china shop mentality whenever he plays. I liked Ricky Miller. I thought he was a decent <laughs> player. I thought he was a little bit wasted. Wasted yeah, talent there. 
it also seemed that it were Evans shipping out his bad eggs before he well s- swanned off. Yeah, well, yeah, but still, it's it was a it, it was a type of player who, you know, on his given a bit of football could have done could have done bits. But it's players like that that strong. I know, I know we've gone from we don't want strong personalities in the dressing room because it it just creates negativity. But now it just seems that nobody can say can stand up and say right, this is. This is what needs to be done. This is how we're going to do it. We've got to buy into the, what the gaffer's saying. And it, it just nobody wants to stand up and say, right, let's get on with it. It just seems it's just all quiet. It just. I think it's been quite difficult because obviously, I think one thing we've not really touched upon is the fact that we have had so many games in a short period of time during his short tenure so far. We've essentially had, what, four or five games over the course of the last two weeks. That is a lot of game time, a lot of quick turnarounds, a lot of preparation work. And when you're coming into somewhere new, you need time to evaluate, you need time to work on the training ground, which is why you've almost, at some point, sensed the desperation in Graham Coughlin's voice when he's been asked about, you know, looking forward to a first full week of training. And I, I firmly believe that his team selection on Saturday will say a lot about the characters in the dressing room and how they've responded to his methods this week because I think there'll be a lot or a, a fair few in there who might have shied away from that a little bit and maybe not you know taken the the, the bull you know the, the bull by the horns yeah is it his first full first week? full week since he took charge in what before <laughs> before just before Christmas first full week of training with no yeah. game in between which is madness to say he's had five games in charge. <laughs> it's and he's been here, what, three oh, the, four weeks? The joys Mad. of Christmas and New Year. And it, it, I can't remember. I think it was Neil Bishop. So it, I think it was like on his Instagram story. But like it was just like a photo of him in the hotel, like looking down the bed in the hotel room with a sad face. And it's like this. It shows how difficult it is that players uh, it gets to players and you can see that and then hang on oh uh, yeah I've seen yeah, it yeah so we're going to have to interrupt this serious <laughs> conversation to tell our good friend Nathan Edge who is not in this country that the weather is beautiful and we are not missing him one little bit please carry on with the, the, the conversation <laughs> just the, the mentality over Christmas and it's literally just like I know a lot of places like oh, you get a week off this bat and the other and it's it just seems that life as a footballer, it's play, train, travel, play, travel, play, play. And it, it, I know we've not done a massive amount of miles over Christmas, but it, it still is like the New Year's Day. They still stayed over and it's like, yeah, it's Cambridge. It's two hours away. Why are we staying over? Yeah, it, it's it's a very difficult one. I can see why, because obviously it's an opportunity to bond. It's an opportunity it is, to spend time together. But mentally fatiguing and yeah. it's not... Especially over Christmas, if you're a player that's got kids over Christmas and you're training Christmas Day, and you know you're playing Boxing Day. I know we're at home, but and you know you're not spending a lot of time there over Christmas. You're not getting to enjoy it as much. It is draining. I think sometimes you can be out there, especially when you're losing games and not performing very well. You can be out there thinking, I don't think I need this. It's like it's like if you know if you work at uh, as you know in a profession where you are working over Christmas. It's it is draining sometimes, I think we forget that, and because of the nature of the beast of football, it can be sometimes intensified too much, and that's what causes a spiral. It needs somebody to draw a line, to 
pull them back from the edge and you know reevaluate things. You know, look up in the air rather than look down at what's you know look in front of you rather than look over your shoulder. No, exactly. And I think another massive thing is actually like preparing and winding down from games. Players not only they can't prepare on the training ground with the management, but they also can't wind down from games. And you think a lot of players like to have the, the sports massages or ice baths, things like that. When you're playing, like play day off train play even sometimes you won't even get a day off so you yeah. can't you can't prepare yourself physically or mentally for these games and you could see on saturday i think graham i can't was it graham or joe someone pointed out we, we, we were just running on empty and yeah it just shows how much it takes it out of you over the christmas period it's like we were like i was sat at home I barely did anything over Christmas because I just had some time off. Whereas on the on the flip side of that, you get people that are working like someone like a nurse or whatever that have yeah. got to work constantly, no matter oh, what. Classic. So if, exactly, and it's like, well, what what can you do? Because you you've got to manage your professionalism, but then you you can't. How can you do that if you're physically and mentally tired constantly? Yeah, it'd be very interesting, as I say, to see where we are at the end of this week. I don't think I don't think there'll be any new faces in. I can't see it. if if there was new faces coming in, we would know. I think today, today or yesterday would would have been a day where it was um, where it was. I say get get them in, get them on the training ground, help yeah. prepare. <laughs> if if anything, it'll be next week or the week after. Yeah. We hope. Yeah, it's certainly <laughs> going to be towards the latter end. I will be disappointed and disheartened if we are where we are in terms of squad size, squad personnel at the end of this window. And I mean that both in terms of incomings and outgoings. I think we need definitely need to see a bit of a, a, a bit of movement both ways before the end of January to freshen things up to you know, to give people more lease of life and to create new opportunities to, to go forward because we're just going to stumble on and, and, and trip if we say carry where, on the way we're doing. We've got some tough fixtures coming up again. I'll say, where, what would you change? Because it's like, I know uh, Forest Green's going to be a tough one. I'm, put, I'm putting it fully out for you so I can both see it. God, bring back Nathan, I'll just forgive him. <laughs> Get him on video call. Um, some tough games. It really is, and I think... Uh, and when you've got a Plymouth thrown in there as well, a trip to Plymouth on the 18th of January. Uh, my birthday, by the way. Cheers for that. Happy birthday. Cheers, fix your computer. Let's get up at five o'clock to go to, go to Plymouth. Yeah, lovely. Can't wait for that. Uh, it's, it's, it's draining again. It is, it is tough. Very, very tough. It's, it's a tough schedule. And, you know, Oldham... Uh, on a Tuesday night. Leighton Orient on a Tuesday night. It's, yeah after a trip to Morecambe on the Saturday as well it's it's not a kind time of year you've got to be motivated and got to be ready to, to give it a push well yeah exactly and it's uh, I've just seen a comment from James I know it's players decide to play football and they know the fixtures but it's still if you're not prepared for your games it's like if you went to work and you've not done anything at home not pre not editing any videos or not not yeah, produced anything. Right now. Exactly, and it, it's just the same for a football player. If you're not prepared, 
yeah, prepare to fail. fail. Correct, absolutely. Uh, let's go to more of those comments. Well reminded, by the way, so I've switched off for a, a couple of minutes. Thank you. Uh, Nathan asks, not our Nathan, uh, what do both uh, think the areas of improvement are in the squad and what do you think of Tom Nichols? Um, not going to answer the Tom Nichols bit because, again, speculation and, rumors. and all that. Rumours. Don't want to get thrown into that. Uh, but in terms of areas of improvement, um, it's, the, it's the spine of the team. Um, yes, the defence was fantastic last year, uh, but it's not last year. And the defence this year has been nothing short of poor. Uh, we need a commanding centre-half with experience, almost, in some respects, and this is no disrespect to Christian Pearce, a leader a figure to come in and to rip the captain's armband off him and say, look, I'm going to pull us out. A, a type of player who can watch the game, command the game, capable of playing it out for the back, but a bully. We were doing all right under Captain Sweeney until he got injured. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, and the next area of improvement for me is the midfield, because... Uh, a lot of... I say midfield and then people respond with, what midfield? And I respond with... Exactly, like the Accrington Stanley advert. Exactly. Uh, we have no creative players in midfield that are being picked um, with experience. Uh, and we also, for me, don't have anybody that's willing to put a shift in and scrap and fight. People will laugh at this, but a Kevin Ellison figure, somebody who is determined, somebody who relishes playing football and doesn't want to give it up, somebody who will chase every ball, somebody who will get under the skin of the opposition. Somebody that's galvanised. I can't reach the bloody bounce, you've moved it. Exactly. Some, somebody that wants to scrap, fight, move, you know, pinch, punch, kick, wrestle the way through 90 minutes to get those points and to get us victories. Just bring back, put, put Jammer in the team and break, stick Muzz in the a team. prime Adam Murray, that's what we need, a prime Adam Murray. Oh, and uh, a goal scorer would be nice, but I think we've got those <laughs> in the squad, we just need the service. And the service will come if we address the issue at the back and if we address the issue in midfield oh no I also want to see a right winger I'm not being greedy three players centre half centre midfielder right winger Bosch done Cam I'd say definitely someone in the midfield a, a, a creative centre mid someone with a bit of flair uh, a left back a left wing and I'd probably say a goalkeeper Controversial, we're going to hear from one in a minute. Well, it's an interesting point because I know we're going to hear from Conrad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But it, I'm just, it just throws my mind back to Saturday. It's like if your defence has got full confidence in the goalkeeper, why is Mal Benning in that position when the ball goes in? Because there's nobody around him. Yeah. Oh, and uh, just to be greedy, I'll add a fourth, cover at left back. <laughs> Mal's too complacent. There's no one's challenge. Love him, legend, but he knows he's he knows he's getting picked every week. And yeah. And CJ's no left back. No. No. Uh, uh, Roger asks, have we missed the guy that went to county, Ben Turner? Ooh, interesting. Point. interesting. Do you know what? I'd never even given that any thought. But do you know what? Speaking talking about experienced defenders and things like that. Yeah. When he came in last year, I know he came in in that county game and was you know at fault. That was <laughs> rust, rustiness and all and all of that and not playing. Um, but after that he got better and he was towards the back end of the season when we needed people to pull us through in those games he was a he was a solid player for us so actually yeah I was disappointed when we let him leave in the summer I remember talking about it yeah. I was disappointed so yeah I'd, I'd agree with that 
I'd agree with that. Let's head inside the dressing room now then and hear from Conrad Logan. Let's find out what it's been like working under a new manager, how the dressing room is feeling and uh, whether the boys are up for the challenge of keeping Mansfield on the water. From a, from a personal point of view, I think defensively, we've um, it's not like as a goalkeeper of having to make six, seven saves in a game, possibly one or two over the last three or four games. Um, we, we've leaked goals, we've given away you know, probably silly penalties or, and scored OGs, uh, things that need tidying up. Um, but I think that will come. The manager will work hard on, on the defensive side of it. Now we've got a, a run of no games and, and he can get in the grass and, and look at that. Um, and I think on the other side of it, um, attacking-wise, we're creating as many chances as we have all season. Um, you know, game after game, we're creating chances. And, you know, if we keep working hard and... and you know, our, our luck will turn there. Infectious character, a winner. Um, I think that's the, the biggest thing that comes out is, is will to win. Um, and you know, personally, I've enjoyed it. I think he's um, he's the type of guy that if you're honest and 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 give your all, then you'll be fine with him. Um, he, he demands standards from the team. Um, and you know, it's it's probably been difficult for him in such a short space of time to get over everything that he wants to because of games coming thick and fast, but. I think over the next couple of months we'll we'll see all that and um, we'll see hopefully um, the traits that he brings, um, you know, being portrayed by us on the pitch. I think it'll be a work in progress from probably the vision that he's got. Um, you know, it, it, we've been playing games and then we've we've had you know a recovery session and then playing the next day. So um, in terms of you know probably tactical work and, and stuff on the pitch, he hasn't been able to get across everything. He's give us a lot of the basic uh, fundamentals that, that he wants us to to, to go out and do. Um, but again, I think it's just, it's it's a, it's a difficult period. It's a difficult period for a new manager, especially coming in, never mind, you know, you know with, with probably a, a lot of things that he, he would like to change. Comrade Logan speaking earlier this week to iFollow Stace. You can watch that in full by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Lots of great content on there. Let's go straight back to some of your comments in the live feed tonight. Of course, if you listen to the audio version of this as you were... Uh, Where were you? 6.30-ish. Beat my lines. Uh, come and join us every Thursday, 6.30-ish. Maybe. Uh, bar for next Thursday because I'm working, so it'll be Probably. a different day. Uh, next week we'll let you know uh, <laughs> when uh, Jody says let's be honest they are professional footballers they get paid very well fitness should should be a big part of their everyday lives the desire to play well perform and win should be a part of their, their yeah, but you know, can't mindset prepare. how can you prepare for a game well that's <laughs> it uh, Callum says I think we need a big strong no bullcrap midfielder we seem to be lacking one at the moment agree with the left back comment as well um <laughs> Paul says, totally agree, Jody. Uh, Gary says, um, we have a hat full of chances every game. Every game at Cambridge, they went in. Other games, they haven't. We must have had six uh, one-on-one since the crew game. Better finishing shots on target, making the keeper work simple. Uh, we will win. Uh, Shane says, if Coughlin's watching, get get Whitey in centre midfield role as a box-to-box midfielder. probably not. He's probably now our best player. Interesting comment. Anybody know what's happened to Callum Gordon, by the way? He's still in I think he's out for like two, three months, isn't he? He's a long way off, which is uh, a big shame because him and Hayden White, Hayden when White, they played, would have been, would have been fantastic. You know, Callum Go- Hayden White at right back, Callum Gordon on the wing, 
overlapping, bish bash bosh, bang done, see you later. See, game, this, game is, this is the thing, coming back to the, the right right wing, I know it's not real life, but on FIFA I've been playing Callum Gorner at right wing and it, it works. Funnily enough, I play, I, I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> Football manager it works as well. And that's actually... Yes, Callum! We need a Will Atkinson or a Paul Digby. No, you, we my don't. friend, no, we have don't. made the no, comment of the decade. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, Love we don't. it. You can come. You, I'm getting. You're off. You're off next week. He's on. Sorry. Digby's not even good enough to get into just, the just Stevenage just, squad. Let's and face it. Atkinson we, signed a new deal at Vale. Yeah, Port Vale have got our best player from last season. Anyway, moving on. Uh, um, joking aside, <laughs> it's uh, the Digby photo. Uh, I don't know where that went actually. I, I genuinely it went down there. I think genuinely. I've tied it up since then. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, talk about heading into uh, Saturday then. Uh, first full week, as we said, of training for Graham Coughlin and Joe Dunn as a management team. Players are either going to uh, have to uh, going to sink or swim, aren't they? This week it's going to be tough. <laughs> I hate to be in that dressing room Saturday at half time because if, we, if unless we're winning, oof, be a few hair dryers because it's getting to a point now where we've, we've got to start winning nearly every game. Because I know we've got some difficult games going up, but we get past get past the next three games, and the the games don't seem you wouldn't be overfaced by like your Oldham's. We turned over, we beat Grimsby with uh, drum against Morecambe. Mm, we, yes, two two. Yeah, yeah. Later, there if you need them. Oh yeah, but the games that we we've not lost, other than Leighton Orient, we've not lost. Yeah. So it's it's just getting that mentality right for the games, and I think yeah, the next three are going to be difficult. But if we can get through them, with you'd probably say you're expecting at least a loss in there. If we can get through with draws, I'm quite happy with draws against them three. For me, we've got to ha- end this month. It's going to be a tough ask, yeah. uh, but we can't afford more than one defeat in there, which yeah. will probably come. Uh, either Saturday or on my birthday at Plymouth, which will be a, a brilliant birthday present. And we've not got the greatest record against Plymouth at Plymouth. Not looking forward to that. I'm not going so not long day. Not a I will. I will there. take one for the team, even though it's my birthday. Yeah, we always go to away games. I always go to every game exactly. because I'm, com- I'm committed. Unlike some who have swanned off to a foreign foreign country uh, let's head back to the uh, the media room now and uh, find out what's in store for the players this week as they have their first full week of training with Graham Cochran at the, at the helm here is the assistant Joe Dunn we just feel uh, the intensities can improve we, we, we believe in the last few games uh, we've we've done well in, in long periods of matches and there's certainly a lot to improve on but there's a lot of positives there that we feel we can work on um, and that, that will be Extra, extra sessions. You know, the, just the way we work. Um, extra gym sessions, extra training sessions, more intense sessions. So it gives us a chance to to allow the players to to feel and breathe about what it's actually like to work under Graham, and uh, it re- requires a, a healthy lifestyle and a, and, a, and, a, and a total dedication to um, to the way we train and want to play. We want to make it a way of life for these players. We want to improve them. So. Um, They'll know by the end of the week what 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 it's like to be uh, in in, in full time underground. We won't tailor off. We believe in improving uh, 
standards and improving fitness even at this stage of the season there's always improvements to be made and uh, experience will know when to back off and when to push and at the moment we feel we can push and we feel the players can can allow themselves to be pushed because we feel there's growth in there and, and room for improvement so we'll push them as much as we can. Look we, we feel with the intensity uh, that Graham wants to play at um, we, can, we can improve. Um, we can certainly improve just uh, how we want to go about playing. I think we've seen that in, in, in good periods of matches. We want to get that on a more consistent basis. So um, continuing to get the message across to the team, who, have, to be fair, have tried to carry out everything that we've, we've needed in games. And I feel in the games we've played, there's been a lot of positives to see the steps we can take moving forward. Um, and we just want to continue that. Joe Dunn, the assistant manager, speaking earlier this week to iFollow Stags, mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow is the place to be to watch that in full. Lots of good stuff uh, on there. A good insight in there. Interesting that it was him and not Graham Copland in the press conference, but I like that uh, because, uh, you know, I think you've got two very similar coaches there, two very similar personalities. Now, I actually bet that if you were... Uh, played their audio simultaneously it would be very difficult to figure out who was who in that we might have a little game of that with Nathan uh, at some point that would be quite funny yeah, but Nathan's really good at that picking yeah, well, out I, I suppose I suppose I suppose he needs to doesn't he but uh, there you go it does seem like it's going to be it's been an intense week for the guys this week um, and as Joe Dunn said there basically anybody that doesn't meet the valuation and meet the levels of performance and expectation of the manager and, and the coaching staff will not be in yeah and no because I think we've got to a point where I've seen when you come around to January it's minor changes tweaks so the issues that we've got are more than a, a January transfer window fix that's that's, yeah. that's the problem that we've got you've hit the nail on, on the head there it is it is goes much deeper than bringing two in taking two out I think perseverance is the massive thing that we're going to need between now and May because uh, is it this this season that our playoffs? I know it's the season's shorter this season for League Two, isn't it? I believe so. Is it because I think I think it's because how it falls because the FA Cup final yes. is earlier because yes. of Euro twenty twenty yeah. being at Wembley. Yeah. So it makes even if we, God forbid, not going to happen. But if we even if we did make the playoffs, the season is still going to be a lot shorter. Yeah. No, so, no game in May this year for the last game of the season. Uh, 25th of April oh, so that's being back in conference uh, is that a week two weeks earlier yeah yeah, two weeks earlier I think than last so time. the games are piled up a little yeah. bit more the Tuesday nights there's a few more of them and it, it does come back to how you want to prepare for the games and I think if we're preparing wrong expect to get beat because we're not something's not going right this season like I said earlier it's not, it's not going to be an easy fix and it's not it's, it's not going to be a January fix. It's going to be a, a patch up and, and make do, lump it lump it out and, and just get on with it. It's not going to be plain sailing between now and, and May. It's not going to be easy between now and August Absolutely. next season. It, it's going to be a, a uphill a, battle. It's a, it's a it's a tough mudder uphill. It, it's, I'd say it's more than bloody uphill Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, That's nearly it from us tonight However, New Year, same old content uh, Which means the pounds are coming back And the pound prediction mug Now let me bring you up to speed With where we are on the pound prediction game Nathan is currently out in the lead With three uh, games predicted Right over the course of the season 
Uh, I'm in second place with one and Cam is yet to score. Each week we put one pound each into our pound prediction pot. The person who gets the most correct nail on the head predictions at the end of the season will take home the entirety of the pot. If it's a draw it will be split. If it's a three-way tie it will be split three ways. Um, last couple of games where we're, the last time we uh, predicted mm -hmm. uh, was the, uh, the Bradford uh, game. Uh, Nathan picked up a point by saying it was going to be a 2-0 defeat. Um, and then for Cambridge and Grimsby, we predicted as follows. I predicted a 2 all draw. Cam predicted a 2-1 win. Uh, and Nathan went for a 2-0 win. Uh, obviously, we won 3-2. I was the closest, but not on the head, which meant nobody got a point. Uh, Grimsby, 1-0 defeat. I went for a 3-1 win. Cam went for a 2-0 win. And uh, Nathan went for a 3-0 win. Optimism and clearly hit Nathan at that point. Obviously, a defeat. Nobody gets a point, so it's Nathan 3, Craig 1 and Cam 0 so far. Nathan may not be in the country, but he has been in touch via uh, the messaging chat group we have and uh, has predicted, obviously, uh, for Saturday a 2-0 defeat. He will put his pounds in uh, when... Um, Upon his return, we both owe two. Here is mine for we all owe two. Here is mine from the last game. Uh, Cam, you will owe one next week, I do yeah. believe, because that's that's fine. Stick it in the pot. I forgot about last week. Stick it in the pot. I'll, I'll just put uh, I'll just put uh, Cam owes one. Uh, right then, give me your prediction for Saturday's game against Forest Green Rollers. What are you going to go for? Nathan's gone for a defeat. One all draw. You're going for a one all draw. In the group chat anyway. I think. Okay, yeah, you did. To be fair, um, I've only predicted one defeat so far this season. One defeat. Um, <laughs> I am tempted to go for a defeat. However, I think that given a week on the training ground, given a week. Uh, to, for Cochrane to try and drill in his players. I think we might get a little bit of luck. We might sneak it. 2-1. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. So we've got a 2-0 defeat, a 1-0 draw and a 2-1 win. We will see where we are come next week. I'll put my other pound in the pot as well. The money is building up who will be victorious come the end of the season so, uh, right then, very, very quickly indeed, uh, what are your hopes for the next couple of weeks? Lots more time on the training ground. Where do you want Mansfield to be by the time it gets around to my birthday, 29, on the 18th of January when we head to the uh, to, to Plymouth Argyle when we put the miles in? Where do you want Mansfield uh, to be by then, having had two full weeks and just one game? Where do you want Mansfield to be? What shape do you want Mansfield to be in? A positive one? I think if we can get... So a positive result out of the Forest Green game, then I might be alright going to Plymouth. Because when we played Plymouth uh, back at the mill back in September, I think, whenever it was, we, we weren't outplayed. Which is the, the really weird thing because we've we've played teams and got hammered by teams you wouldn't expect to be. Yeah. And then we've come up against Forest Green, yeah, we were 2-0 down, we pulled that back. Yeah. Swindon weren't outplayed, you wouldn't say. Yeah. Bradford weren't outplayed. Swindon um, States, isn't it? Yeah. It, it just seems that they've... Oh, oh, I've conceded two at Bradford, but the, the games that we've 
we weren't expecting to win. Yeah. But we were expecting to get absolutely hammered in, yeah. and we've not. We've we're overachieved as such, and I think if we can keep that trend going, I'd, I'd take a close loss because yeah. we we can't go into games thinking, oh right, it's just going to be easy. We're just going to take the draw because that's where it's going to come back and bite us. Hence, yeah. games like uh, your Salford, your Leighton Orient, we were yeah. complacent and we just let the game slip away from us. And now it's like. We can't keep letting games slip. We can't keep conceding early goals. We can't keep conceding late goals. And just can't concede any, to be fair. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, in the comments, Paul says 1-1 for me. And Callum says, got a good feeling about Saturday. Full week on the training ground. 1-0 win for me. Uh, we will see what happens. Get yourself to the One Core Stadium on Saturday as Mansfield Town. Welcome Forest Green Rovers. Uh, crunch game. Can the Stags, after a full week on the training ground, pull things around? We'll be back with you at some point next week, possibly with Nathan, depending on when uh, he lands uh, back in the UK. It took him about four days to get out there because of plane strikes and all this. I'm sure he'll chew our ears up about it in the next podcast, so it could take him about four months to get back. Have a safe journey, Mr Edge. I know you're watching, uh, or will be watching or listening or whatever at some point. Have a safe journey back. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Don't forget our presence, in particular mine, especially... For the Plymouth game, it is my birthday on that day, just so you know. Make a note in your diary, people. Uh, to the players uh, and to the management, it has been a frustrating season, as we know so far. But as with everybody else in the new year, we all made resolutions to be uh, in a better place. Did you have any New Year's resolutions? Don't mess up the content by saying no. Yes. What was your New Year's resolution? I don't got one. I, ne I never set one because yeah. then I can't be disappointed if I break it. Mm. There's, some, there's a twisted bit of positivity in there I like it uh, it's quite good uh, I'm not going to reveal what mine was because I've probably already broken it uh, a lot of you guys have said in the, intro, in the intro things like quitting smoking having a better life you know not drinking as much eating better food seeing more of the family going to the gym you know rather than letting 29.99 come out of your bank account and not and just wondering where it's gone um, you know Mansfield Town have got an opportunity to make it a new year for them we got a great start at Cambridge a blip, if you like, against Grimsby, having run on empty at some point. Let's recharge, let's revitalise, let's re-galvanise. And let's go forward by getting all three points against Forest Green on Saturday. No room for sentiment, no room for being here for four or five seasons. You've served as well so far. But that, like the last decade, is in the past. Serve as well now. Wear this shirt with pride. Go out and play with energy, with intensity and... Above all else, play with care and pride because that is all we ask. Do that, go and win, and make us happy as we uh, join you again at the same time next week. My thanks, as always, uh, to Cam Felton for joining me, to Nathan Edge, who's in a different country, and to Simon as well, who's at home with the boys, getting uh, some sort of uh, some sort of satisfaction out of eating yesterday all day long. Who knows how uh, things work in that world? Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. As you always do, uh, check out all our content on our website at citymatters.co.uk. This is the show for the fans and by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Until next time, farewell. And if you've made resolutions to go to the gym, give me the 29.99 month instead. It'll go to better use. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 
from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.